You are now in tune to a 726 studio production. <laughs> yeah, let me stop my shit. Yo, what's up? And welcome back to another episode of Planet Josh. Today, I'm rejoined by my cousin Vern. And we're just going to be here talking about shit that, well, we just want to talk about. So what's up, Vern? What's going on? Good to have you back. What's been going on since the last time we we chopped it up? Uh man. Just working out. Uh staying consistent on an actual workout plan. Those are easy to maintain when you don't have to think of what exercises you have to do. So I encourage like everybody like pay like the little twelve dollars a month or whatever, get an app and just get a workout plan something where you don't have to think of what to work like what to do it's just uh, just do it yeah that's true because i think of it like you know sometimes i just go downstairs with my ball i'm like okay what am i doing right now i have no idea and then you just lose track of the time and it's like okay fuck this i'm out so yeah the plan of it it just works so that's all i was gonna do with my sister she wanted me to get her in shape and it's like you can't get anybody in shape. Only a person can get themselves in shape. But what I've learned over the past year was that the idea of having a personal trainer like helps because it's somebody on you, right? Where it's somebody holding you accountable. I guess that's why like having a gym partner is a big thing. Is it's somebody to hold you accountable, right? At the end of the day, you still got to make the decision to show up and go. So you got to hold yourself accountable. But it's always easier to do it with somebody. I guess we're already so, like, you know, kind of used to having someone look over our shoulders when we're doing something, you know, as at school, at work, whatever you do, there's always someone there like watching you. So it's just like this yep. mental thing that's OK. If someone is here with me, I got to do it. Whereas when you're on your own, it's like, oh, maybe I just do this and I'm good. Yeah. So for the past five weeks, though, I guess I've just been doing it on my own. Like, there's nobody watching me. I just get up and go. But actually, I take that back. There is somebody watching me. I record a lot of my workouts for documentation purposes to show, like, okay, this is what I did on this day, this day. Okay, I was really working out. I really did it. Um, I actually want to start putting them together as, like, montages. I'm getting better now at actually, like, utilizing a full day to work so so exactly. low key, you know it's still the same but not the same that and that's why i said yeah it had to be there is still somebody watching me it's me watching me because i got to go back and watch it that's something like that i i recently came across like two different i want to say tiktoks that made a lot of sense one was that creating content is spiritual it's a spiritual thing because in order to create content, you have to be very conscious and aware of like your everyday movements and like what you consume. So you have to be more attentive to what you're learning, um, whatever you're doing in that moment to be able to go back and turn it into a piece of content. So that and then another thing was somebody said something to the effect of you can watch everybody but you can't watch yourself. So it's like, as we're watching people, have you ever heard of like people going to like a restaurant and just like looking at people and just making up a story about people in like their head? Like they're just like, okay, these people are here, what could their story be? 
I mean, I do it myself. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you do that, but you don't get the luxury of being able to do that for yourself, right? Because you don't get to watch you. When you record yourself, you now get to watch you because now you're watching yourself as it's no longer you because that's a past version of yourself. And now you can make up any story about that that you want it to be. It's true. a way to learn about yourself. True, true. But you know what's funny is you mentioning the, you know, going to a restaurant and making up a story. It's like it happened today. Like we went hooping. And then after that, me and one of my friends, we went to get something to eat. So now we get into the place. We're there. We just sit down and we both see one girl sitting by herself. Her facial expression looks like bummed out or what's not. It could just be she's tired or whatever. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, this looks like she was waiting for someone here, but they didn't show up. And when I said it to him, he's like, yeah, I thought the same thing. So like, we just look at someone and instantly your mind starts making up things all on its own. More often than not, you could be very wrong, but that's just our perspective. Exactly. Yeah. And that perspective is like, it's a beautiful thing and a dangerous thing because you know, we all have our perspectives and our perspectives are our truths. So my truth may not be your truth. So I found a lot of times that when talking to people or trying to present a point, you're going to oftentimes get into some type of debate or argument because your perspectives are different. Like what you find to be true in this world is not true to them even though it's true to you it's fact-based to you but to them it's not so that matter of perspective it's everything and the crazy thing is that you know not everyone will want to go back and forth have a you know a calm discussion most people get to the point where it's an argument most of the time and it's funny that you mentioned Like you just keep on mentioning things that I experienced in the past 24 hours. So (laughs) when I woke up this morning, yeah, I woke up this morning. Yeah, about 11 a.m. nonetheless. So I was scrolling through IG and I came across a post about guys that are replacing the injured players in the NBA All-Star game. So I occasionally scrolled through the comments because I like to see what people have to say. I want to see what they're thinking. And so I see this one guy arguing that, okay, this guy should have been an all-star instead. I'm like, so one guy replied and I said, you know what? Let me jump in and drop a comment of my own. I literally didn't even say anything crazy. Next thing you know, the guy DMs me and he's going off. I'm like, bro, what's up? Like, why are you in your feelings? He gets to the point where it's like, it's my fucking opinion. It's like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, just just don't comment because people can reply to you. And then he was like, fuck off i'm like okay cool i guess literally just there watching my phone quite calm and he's just there all in his feelings being irrational but it is what it is yeah but i mean this is the thing people like that i mean that is one way to look at it it's people are crying out for attention too like every every time you do anything on social media that's posting or comment you are seeking attention right And I'm not saying that in a good or bad way. I'm saying that as a just 
period. Because if you don't want any attention, like you said, you just keep that thought to yourself, right? So yes, that was his opinion. And he has his right to express his opinion. But on a public forum, you also have the right to express your thoughts on his opinion. Right? Yeah. And you don't have to be in agreement. So, I mean, some people, they do take things out of context. I mean, or they take things not how you intend. But that's what happens when you get on forums is that people are open to interpretation. People can take anything however they want. And it's just, it is what it is. I mean, like you said, right? It can be a good and it can be a bad thing. So I was going to say we're kind of straying, but I haven't really set the topic as yet. So it's all good. Um, <laughs> but um, so I remember. A good conversation just, just got, it just flows, you know? It just I flows. mean, it takes of a, course, a it is what it, is. it just takes off. But now to some little more structured stuff that will probably just take off on its own as well. So I've been wanting to talk about this on my podcast for maybe at least a month or so. And it all kind of ties back into you saying, like, when it comes to content creation, you got to observe everything that's going on around you. I want to talk about not being somewhere you obviously don't want to be. And that came about because so here at school, we have our department team. And I don't think it's that common back home. Because back home, like in Belize, in the U.S., in the Western side of the world, you mostly only have a coach and maybe a water boy or whatever for your team and what's not. But out here, and for most people that watch like animes, sports animes, you know you have team managers. And most of the time, they are females. So my department team has team managers. I'm sorry she listens to this and gets feels offended. It is what it is. I'm just talking my truth. But... You could tell, you could get the vibe that it's like, okay, I'm here just because I have to be here. When in reality, she didn't really have to be there. And now when you're somewhere that you don't want to be, not only are you draining yourself, but you're also draining those around you. Because if I get the vibe that, okay, you don't want to be here with us. Then every time I see you, your presence is like, please just don't be here. (laughs) so like i really and truly don't get why people stay places they don't want to be can you please help me understand um so people are afraid and when you start something it's hard to quit something it's hard to quit like anything right like initially when she's there because people do things that are self-serving right at the underlying root of every action that we do it is self-serving even if it's to do something good for somebody else oh, i just did that because it makes me feel good see still got something out of it right so people do things for a benefit what is her goal in life right because i imagine she's a college student correct yes sir okay so she's a college student so start thinking of does this look good on a resume right she managed people what are her what are her career goals right so she could just be doing this as a resume builder right she really has no passion for it but for her it's okay i don't want to do this but i have to do this because this is aligned with the goal that i set for myself as part of a, a bigger picture right so that's why she's doing for her this could be the most challenging thing for her 
it could just be something she's not good at, right? And when people aren't good at something, sometimes it, they turn disinterested, right? Instead of having the curiosity to learn how to be good at it, they've just accepted, this isn't for me, no. And now they have like a negative attitude for it, which is what it could be. So I would say you could try leaning into compassion because yeah, the surface level says, if you don't want to be here, just leave, right? Because that seems to be the most logical thing to do. But if you're thinking in terms of something in a bigger picture, it might not be that simple to just leave, right? Because now, what if she leaves? That part of her resume doesn't look as good. Oh, you were managing? But then you just left. Why'd you leave? Oh, I didn't like you. Why didn't you like it? I wasn't good at it, right? You see how that now that narrative of talking looks bad versus her sticking it out for her own personal benefit. It may make sense to just stay even though she doesn't enjoy doing it. Sometimes, you know, you, you try it like I'm a very, I wouldn't say patient, depends on the situation, but I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But the more and more, it just seems like you don't want to be there. At least let us know straight up, be real. But then like, I always come back to this thing that I learned back in my second year or something in like a psychology class. And it's that of sunk cost. I forgot the exact term, but it's like when you've already invested a certain amount of time or money, whatever it may be, into something, someone, whatever, you feel more reluctant to walk away from it because it's like, okay, I already wasted this amount of time on it. So I got to see it through. When in reality, sometimes I feel like this, that just makes us hold on to things we necessarily don't want to hold on to. But and then that again, could be true. <laughs> that can be true in this case too. So I have a question for you. Have you asked her if she wants to be there, if she enjoys doing it? Huh? I, I used to see her around campus and prior to the whole, like, you know, I got to get out of here vibe or I don't want to be here vibe. It used to be always like, hey, smiles, all that sort of stuff. And when everything changed, it's like, you know, when you're walking past someone and you try to look the other direction, even though you very well know they saw you and you saw them, but it's like, OK, I'm trying to avoid eye contact at all costs. Mm -hmm. So like that's the first part. And then, I mean, I did reach out. I'm like, hey, I get the vibe. Like, you don't really want to do this anymore. Like, just let me know. I think like weeks went by, no answer. I think to this day, no answer. And I sent that message probably early January, end of December. So I'm like, mm. I tried reaching out. I didn't jump to straight up. Okay, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean... At this point, I mean, I, I don't know what, what you, I don't have a suggestion of what you do since you've already reached out, you already asked. Um, but I also could say is maybe something has happened in her life outside of this as well. That's just kind of, like you said, you said there's a change. You said initially she was one way and now she's a different way, right? So yeah. my question is, did that change happen before or after you sent the email that change happened before okay think about how many thoughts you have in a day right 
your mind is constantly going. Where your mind goes really is the true definition of who you are, right? Nobody can ever understand that because nobody can ever understand your thoughts, your 24-hour thoughts, because they're pre-consumed with their own 24-hour thoughts. So, like, I'm saying, like, she could just be, like, she just doesn't want to be there. And, and, and that might very well be the, the reason what it is. And if that's the case, you should leave. You really should. Like, anytime you don't want to be, if you really don't want to be somewhere, then you should always leave. But there could always be something else. And until you know, all you could do is speculate. But if that's how you feel, that's how you feel about the situation. So, so I have point, a question for you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in a situation that you wanted to get out of, but you think you stayed longer than you should have? And why? <laughs> Every relationship I've been in. Ha! Sheesh. <laughs> um, because as a man, we're taught don't quit. <laughs> like there's always a way. And like, like me, there's always a way to make something work. There's always a way, right? But specifically in relationships, the way to make it work requires two people committing the same amount of effort to making things work. So as an optimistic person, you always have the hope that it can get better. It can get better, right? But then the question always is, is do you want it to get better? So like staying in things where it's like, okay, this is making me unhappy, right? Like sometimes you have to see like, okay, this is just a one-off thing. Am I just unhappy in this moment? Am I holding on to things? Or is this something that I just genuinely don't care for anymore? I don't like. But like the job that I was working at, my last like long-term employment, I didn't want to be there for like, I want to say after probably like my third or fourth year working there, I knew I didn't want to work there anymore. But you know what kept me there? Fear. Because I had grown accustomed to the lifestyle that that job afforded me. It allowed me to go shopping. I was well-dressed, right? If I wanted to go somewhere, I could. But I hated being there. So until I just got to a point where it's like, enough. Like, you have to say enough. And you have to be willing to sacrifice. Because it's the thing. And everything that we deem as bad for us, we're getting something good out of it. There's something, there's something that it represents to us or for us. It may not outweigh the bad, but there is a positive there. Yeah, right? it has to be something that's holding us there. There's something there. And you have to then decide, do you want to give this up? Like you have to give up that piece of happiness or positivity in order to receive something greater. So that's what I say keeps you that's what I say would keep people there and everything is there's something good that every bad situation is providing you and so you're trying to hold on to that when sometimes you have to let go of that in order to be, receive what it is that you really want i mean at the end of the day if that good is just so small compared to the bad like is it really worth it and that's a matter of perspective opinion and what one's going through in life yep. because Somebody like that one thing could be the best thing that they got going right in that moment. That could be all that they have. 
right? And if you take that away, it's like, well, what do I have now? But what you don't know is what you have now is now you have the positivity of knowing that you don't have the negativity of what that positivity that you were holding on to was providing. It you is release a, the negativity. It's very complicated, you know, because like you said, if you get rid of all that negativity, you no longer have it. But at the same time, like you said, it could be just that one little thing each person has going on for them. Like, let's say, for example, that's literally your only source of income. And it comes with a lot of pains. It's a pain in the ass. You hate going there. But if you stop working, you know, maybe by stop working, you can find something that's better, but it's not guaranteed. So not everyone wants to go out there and take that risk. And I mean, depending on your situation, sometimes it just doesn't make sense to take the risk. Yeah. Like, but sometimes, yeah, but go ahead, sometimes, go ahead. sometimes, like this is the thing, nothing is guaranteed, right? 2020 showed everybody that nothing is guaranteed. Like that's what 2020 showed, like everyone. And 2020 showed that at the drop of a dime, working for somebody else, that job, that paycheck isn't guaranteed. Can't say that, like we've seen it now. That's not even just a thought anymore. In 2020, we saw everything shut down. So nothing is guaranteed. So it's always going to be better to take that chance. And you just have to have, see what a lot of people lack is faith, right? It's that faith that you're going to always land on your feet. And what most people should know is that if you really look at your life, you always land in a good situation. You always land on your feet, right? That's true. You just have to keep putting yourself in the position to do so. As long as you are putting forth the effort and have that attention to, okay, I need to get this. I need to do this. You're going to always, the universe is working to actually make that happen, right? Like, so you really don't have anything to fear. Everything that you're fearing is something that you're making up in your head. So when you leave, you have to look at it. You're leaving to receive the thing that you really want. Got to leave that situation in order to receive what you really, really want. And honestly, that was me with work too. Like, of course, I wasn't working as long as you were. I was only working for about, what, two years? But so I started working in PG. And then when I moved to Belmopan to work, it was like, you know, the working environment changed. It's the same company, but the environment changed a lot. Shit was toxic. The vibe was just not right. And so I started thinking like, okay, do I go back to school? But then I start looking at like, but maybe I can just go part-time because going full-time won't make sense because then I'm going to lose this money. And you see, the money was a good part of it. Like I could just buy whatever I want, whenever I wanted, don't have to ask anyone for anything. But then I just go there dreading every day, wait until it's 5 p.m. to get out of there. And then thankfully I got this scholarship. So I got out of there. And like you said, Everything always seems to work out. And that's the crazy part. That's very true with almost everyone. Because sometimes I'm thinking, I'm sitting here, I'm like, shit, this deadline is coming. Can I make it? Or something is going to happen. Am I going to be able to complete it? Am I going to do good? Whatever. And when I look back, shit always works out. Let me tell you so. In my current situation, I've worked part-time over the past year. Like 2021, I worked part-time. 2020, I didn't work at all. Or no, I did work. I started working part-time 
like minimal hours in 2020 because I had money saved up. I basically have a source of income that I can tap into that I don't want to tap into just yet. I'm trying to find a specific purpose for that. When I tell you every which way, the universe just, um, because my intention is not to have to tap into that source, not to have to use it, the universe has just come up with all of these different ways to help me out. Like for one, this year happened to be my year to claim Christian on tax, right? So because of the way I did my taxes last year and this year, I'm ending up getting a return. I thought I was going to have to owe money this year because of the way I did my taxes last year. Nope. Because of that, I'm actually going to make money. Cool. Don't have to tap into my reservoir. Next, my biggest bill was paying out-of-pocket insurance for his medical. One of my biggest bills per month was that, right? I just found out two days ago that his mom, through her, now has insurance. And she said, oh, yeah, you don't have to pay for it anymore. (laughs) That bill is gone. Those are things that, like, I didn't necessarily predict, but it's just the universe showing me, like, yo, you're on the right path. We're going to keep, when you need it, it's going to come. And that's the thing. It's when you need it, it's going to come. So what I started doing is I started practicing being grateful, right? Like just being grateful for everything. I'm talking about the minor things. Like, shit, when you wake up this morning, when you take that breath, it's just, just breathing. That is what life is. Like being grateful for, that is our most basic thing in life is to breathe so being grateful for that so I started getting to practice and I'm not 100 day percent um accuracy at this yet but I am more often than not every day I write down five things that I'm grateful for what I also learned was to write things to be grateful for things that you haven't received yet so I want to say two weeks ago I wrote down, I am grateful for the financial blessing I'm going to receive this week. I have these two things that I've had, I've had for months, right? Like I've had them for like months and I don't use them. And I have been meaning to sell them. I had them out to sell for about three months. I didn't post them. I didn't do anything with them, right? I didn't take the pictures. I just like, I need to sell these. I need to sell these, but I was lacking on selling them. I said, you know what? This and this was on a Friday. I said, you know what? Today in the morning, I said, this is the first thing I'm gonna do. I just took the pictures, wrote the stuff, posted it. Within three hours, I sold the first one. Within eight hours, I sold the second one. It just came just like that. Then I guess I I asked the university, and I'm grateful for you know my financial blessings in the future. And then this week. I learned about my taxes and not having to pay for medical insurance for person. I was like, oh, there's another win, right? And it's just coming. And it's, and it's being like, the more you're grateful for things, the more things come to you. And I've learned that lesson twofold. I've learned that as a parent, as right now, my son is in that part of life where he's so selfish and so into himself. He's not aware of how to necessarily be grateful He's at a phase where everything is a bit of entitlement. So watching him 
and you see this like yo you're not grateful for this like people stop wanting to to help you when they when you're not grateful when you seem ungrateful for things people stop wanting to give to you yeah like why should i do anything for you right but when you're grateful for things and you show that more wants to be given to you because you're grateful for it and so when i first started this i was writing down i was switching between the words grateful and thankful and then i actually started i actually looked up the words to figure out what the difference between those two words were right thankful and grateful thankful is a feeling the feeling gratefulness is an expression so it's an action i was like huh little different but i don't know i i just like looking up words now like you know we have a this like understanding of what words mean right like as we're talking right now we're communicating like we know what they mean but if you ask to define what certain words were like give me a definition of this hmm, most people couldn't tell you the meaning of the word but they know how to use it they'll use it properly but they couldn't define it right yeah And that catches so, me a lot with, with Creole. So like if someone hears something or if they see me post something or if they, yeah, if they just hear me and one of my friends talking and they're like, what does that mean? And I'm like, uh, I'm not 100% sure how to explain it to you, but I know when to use it, how to use it and why to use it. But I don't have a definition for it. Yeah. So If you've noticed, like I've been posting like a word of the day. Yeah. Right. And I'm giving this to you first. Like I can say you're one of my followers, but like right now, every word that I've been posting, I came up with a list of like 200 something words. It's like 265 words. Got them on a spreadsheet. About 85 to 95% of the words are positive. There are some negative words in there. But every word that you see me post was a word that was in a chapter, the first chapter of a book that I'm reading. So I just like, oh, what's that? What's that word? Mean? Go figure out that word. Go learn that word. Go learn that word. Go, go relearn these words. At some point in time, I most of these words are familiar to me. So I've, I'm fairly certain that I knew the definition of the word. But like remind myself of the definition. And it's funny because as I'm going through these words right now, It's like one of these other words will be in the definition of the other word. So you start being able to connect words. Yeah, they, like, they, make, they make it make sense for you. Yeah, you start being able to connect all these words. And, you know, if you are a believer of words, words obviously have power, right? Because that's information. Words are sources of information. So they do have power, right? When you talk about words being spelled, right? How do you make a word? You spell it, right? You're making spells. See, what we think of magic, what we think magic is, is we've, we've seen it portrayed in Hollywood. We see the anime. It's like, it's, what's the word? Kind of gimmicky, right? And um, whimsical, not necessarily um, obtainable, right? These, like that doesn't exist when really all magic is is just science right so when you take like certain words the spelling of the word so you know each letter has a sound right sound is an energy 
So when you combine these sounds, these words, they're making energy, right? You start utilizing those words, you get different energy. The more you use those words, the more those energies will bring to you because energies attract like energies. So the more you speak good, the more good you bring into your life. I mean, yep. you, you get what you put out, basically. It's like yep. you can't go and plant corn seeds and expect apples to grow. So you got to put out the good to receive the good. Life can yep. be very simple, you know. It's only us as humans that overcomplicate it. Yeah. And oftentimes it's complicated by our mind because we make something up. And that just means that we're making up something negative to happen. I feel more often than not, we do make up more negative things than we do positive. I don't know if it's like, you know, indirectly, like uh, how to say a defense mechanism or whatever. Like, you know, when you are expecting something to happen, sometimes you think of the worst case scenario and you plant that in your head more than the positive part of it. What's the best thing that can happen? Because, you know, you don't want to be, what's the word? Ugh. Let down. Yeah. You don't want to build up all of these expectations just to be like, you don't want to be disappointed. Yeah. So two things happen. You don't want to be let down. You know what that's called? That's called fear. Right. And the other thing is we are egotistical creatures. So we want to be right. So when we say, oh, this is most likely the thing that's going to happen. Right. When you say that, you're proving yourself right. So when it happens, you're like, see, I told you this is what it was going to be. This is, but really, it's because you thought that way. That's what your outcome is going to be. Anybody who's ever achieved anything believed they can do it. I'm going to go to sports right now because this is, you know, we got the Super Bowl coming up. Joe Burrow, that's my quarterback. Like that guy. Like he just, he got that thing that it, that, he, you could tell that when he steps out on the football field, you could tell he don't ever expect to lose. Joe Shiesty don't think about losing. He all don't think about losing at all. All he's thinking about is smoking a cigar after the dub. Right? He sees that. You could tell that's how he thinks. Right? Because if you were to listen to the critics and the analysts, he shouldn't be that good. His offensive line sucks. I mean, technically... He doesn't have an offensive line, which is sort of true, but. But for him, so that's what I'm saying. If, imagine if he listened to what they were saying and he bought into what they were saying. That's, that would be reflected in his play. You could tell he don't, that doesn't, that noise don't make it to him. That don't make it to his subconscious. He may hear it, but he learns how to get, like, it's like, it may come in, but he figures out a way to get it out. Like, that don't know. That's not true. I'm going to do this. I mean, he's hearing it, but he's not listening to it. Exactly. Like, I have a theory in regards to my football team, the Dallas Cowboys. I'm all ears. I want to hear this. My theory is this. Because everybody has an opinion now, right? Everybody thinks that they know, oh, you should draft this player. We don't have this. We don't have this, right? So people aren't necessarily fans of their team anymore. They're more so critics of their team, right? 
So instead of just being a fan and being a supportive, they critique. As a Cowboy fan, I see so much critique happen, right? And when you are that big of a franchise, there's like no way that as a player, you're not going to hear that. So if you're constantly being critiqued by your supposed fans, by people who don't like you, right? All those things saying, go true, right? They start to come true. Like the Cowboys narrative in the media has been written a certain way. And if you watch it, the Cowboys actually fall into that narrative. But that's because their fan base pays so much attention to that narrative that that is in the minds of the fans. Because again, we're transferring energy. Our thoughts are energy, right? That's why home field advantage actually means something because when you have everybody, that energy from that crowd that's supporting that, that those players feel it. That's a transfer of energy, right? Momentum is a real thing. If one season, Cowboy fans, I really, really, really just believed that that team was going to win it all with no reservation, no critique, no nothing. That team, because it has so much energy poured into it, would do so. But again, because we're no longer fans, we're critiques of sports, it's hard to get that energy. Well, yeah. So not too long ago, I was thinking about the podcast and I was like, you know, this is, you know, I call it Planet Josh. So I'm like, is it possible to have a co-host? But now that I look at it, now that we're two episodes in, you're the first person to appear on the podcast more than once. It's safe to say you're like the honorary slash occasional co-host, the guest co-host, if you may. So yeah, once again, thanks for taking the time out to let us, you know, just talk. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Like, honestly, this is good because I've been wanting to podcast, but with everything that I got going on, it's hard to like be the person that just does it. So just being able to actually talk, this, these are the things that I talk about. So it's good to like not have to, it's good to be a part of something to not always have to be the start of something. Yeah. And it works out. Like you said, these are things we like to talk about and they're either things that I'm interested in or want to talk more about. Cause sometimes I'm just in my bed laying down and I'm like, these thoughts are going through my mind. And sure. I have friends. I have a girlfriend. I can have, I have people I can talk to. But we don't necessarily hold these type of conversations. So it's good for a change, you know? Yeah. It's funny how, like, we're so different in age. But that one trip to Belize, like, like me and you became really close. And it's funny how we became close. And I tell people, talking shit is, that's my love language, right? Because I only talk shit to people that I love, right? Because I never mean it in a, in a negative way it's always like i feel like we're good so we could just play we could be playful like that right it's funny because me and you our bond started when i went to believe and you called me maga man and i called you maga boy and no we're not referring <laughs> to maga but you can yeah, break down with maga maga, maga skinny Creole. whatever you want to call it yeah maga mm-hmm. but that started like ooh, yeah a while back yeah, I forgot which trip that was. But then ever since then, me and you have been like, cool. And then when you've come out here, you know, we've had the chance to hang out. But that was the trip that where I was like, oh, this is really my cousin Josh. Like, you know, I knew my cousin Josh. Like, you were, you were so much younger than me. But that particular trip was when I feel like our relationship was established. 
Yeah, for sure. That's the foundation right there. Well, I'll catch y'all on the next episode. Peace.